We have the Game 3 preview right now, and you thought that I wasn't bringing the glasses. Nope, that's right. I'm bringing them back because we're going to Minnesota, and we are Road Warriors. This Game 3 preview playoff edition of Locked on Astros starts now. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on X at Eric Talkstros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me on X, Instagram, and Facebook at H-Town Wheelhouse. They can find me on X, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok on Stros411. At Stros411, always positive, always Stros. And look, I'm trying to be someone today, baby. And we're talking about both titles. This is a two-time World Series winning team. Look, follow us on all socials, please. We are free and easy to listen to. Eric, tell everybody who our sponsor is. All right. Well, um, I know that X sometimes is not a safe place to be around. Like sometimes uh, Twins fans come after you. But uh, in this time where you're there's all this weird stuff going on, um, sicknesses and everything, you always want to be ready. So today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, just like this one, providing you with the personal supplies of up to five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And guys, thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go and keep on subscribing to us. Go and give us a big fat thumbs up. We are so close to 10,000 subscribers. And I think we're at 9,500 or 9,600, something like that. So all we need y'all to do is go... to youtube watch this video go and click the subscribe button and give us a big fat thumbs up while you're at it and go and make us your first listen on apple odyssey spotify wherever you listen to your podcast go and check out the lockdown astros podcast and i saw some comments i know i wasn't on the show last night but a lot of people said uh the lockdown astros team i'm i'm not saying this to throw shade at anybody but uh, they do appreciate the fact that we're always on um after a win or a loss and we're not going to leave you hanging. Uh, we may not get it to it that night. Um, I know Brett was able to get to it last night, but we, we know y'all need to get your frustration out sometimes. And we, we know that you need to be like, what the heck was that? And yep. I think since I didn't get, have my take uh, my say yesterday, I think uh, on game two, that was just Pablo Lopez's game. Uh, he was in total control the whole game and there's nothing that could have, um, the Astros could have done except try to hit better. But uh, Pablo Lopez was just out there just dealing. And you can't combat that, especially when your ace, your co-ace is just um, having an off game. Yeah, it it was a it was a tale of two different um, pitchers that night. Framber, right. the, you know, presumed ace and Pablo Lopez, the the rising star in Major League Baseball. I mean, he's got a phenomenal reputation and there's a reason why they traded Luis Arise, who was the who was the batting champion this year um in the National League for the Marlins. And what a, like how often do you see a trade where both guys traded perform 
the year they get traded the way they have. So Pablo Lopez, a great pitcher. Um, not only was it, is he a great pitcher, but I talked about it last night. Carlos Correa absolutely knew the game plan. And I didn't know this until after the show because I hadn't seen the comments. But Carlos Correa literally said, I knew what the plan was coming in when Framer Valdez was pitching to me. I knew he was going to throw me a sinker and a changeup, and he was going to go back to a sinker. He said I was hitting sinkers in BP, and so I was expecting it. And that's what that's what enabled him to get that, that big double. And so Carlos Correa's intel proved invaluable to the Twins in Game 2. Because when Framber was off just a little bit, you could, I mean, he was even hopping off the mound. And right. I made this observation last night on the show, Eric. He didn't look good in warmups. When he was warming up on the pitching rubber before the first inning, he was missing Maldi's glove. He was throwing stuff in the dirt in warmups. And so he was overthrowing. He was trying to overcompensate. And when your offense falls flat like that, or when you have a dominating pitcher, it's very hard to produce runs. And that's why I think going into game three, it's very important that they get to Sunny Gray early and we'll and we'll talk about that. But you know, Eric, in this game, um, Diaz came in late. There was some hope there. There was a moment where Chaz got up with two guys on. Right. Everybody wanted him to knock the ball out of the park. The Astros had opportunities. Um, the, the Astros had their foot in the door. They just weren't able to kick the door open and thus score more runs or even tie the game when it was down only three nothing. So they lose six to two in that in that game too. But at least they're tied. At least they didn't fall their first two games. You know. The Orioles are down 0-2 going to Arlington. We're right. not down 0-2. We're 1-1. I would rather have that than be in an 0-2 hole. Yeah, Carlos Cray also said that the Twins remind him of the 2015 Astros. They're young, hungry, and dangerous. And so we saw what the Astros were able to do. They did fall short uh, versus the Royals that year. The Royals went on to win the World Series that year, um, if I remember correctly. But uh, Cray had an interesting comment, a couple of interesting comments uh, after the game. But he said, I know what happens when they lose a game. I've been on the other side and I know the speeches and the meetings and all the stuff that happens. They'll be ready to go next game. So will we. So the Astros have got to go out there and just have a, their game face ready. And it seemed like everything went well in game one. And then it was just a flip of the switch in game two. Everything went good for the Twins. And that's just the perfect example of the 2023 Houston Astros. They're, they're, they've been so inconsistent. You have the, your ace out there, Framer Valdez. He just he didn't have his stuff that day. Then you have offense that couldn't get anything done versus Pablo Lopez. But uh, a lot of people were booing Carlos Correa. And I know that uh, Astros, some Astros fans are saying, well, we're justified to doing it. Some people are saying this guy did so much to it uh, to, for us. He was part of the 2017 team. He was part of a winning culture here. You shouldn't boo him. Uh, he was the Astros were never going to resign him. So it's not his fault that the Astros didn't want to re resign him. But um, and also what happens to Jose Altuve when people boo him? It seems to trigger him. But um, Craig has said, well, it's OK. Uh, they they're they want me to get out. Uh, that's the way I'm seeing it. They're, they're seeing it as me as a regular competitor. Yes, I used to play for them, but they're just they're rooting against me because they want to see me get out. And yes. Um, so basically, Correa says it's part of the game. And I don't think it's them booing me because I left. It's just they want me to be out uh, to get out because they know what 
playoff Carlos Correa can do. And we've seen it. We've all seen it multiple times. And that's why I think um, everybody's like, let's not wake up the bear. And Carlos Correa in game two may have been awoken. Yeah, you know, he he may have been awoken, but look, he is he is only one player and you do have to play the whole team in 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 these next two games. And I I still like our chances even going up to Minnesota. I know the weather's uh, the weather I think is going to be windy, going to be a little bit cold. Um right. but the last time Javier, you know, pitched in a game like this, a game where you know, it really mattered in the playoffs. Um, he did phenomenal. And lately he's been better. So you hope that you get the Christian Javier that is on, that has his swing and miss stuff. And you hope that the bats of the Astros meet that baseball at the right place because we hit well in Minnesota. We have hit the ball. We've hit a lot of home runs in this park. Um, you need to get guys on bases. You need to, you need to, look, their catchers behind the plate are not, stalwart catchers when it comes to throwing runners out i think they need to try to steal more i think kyle tucker does not need to be the only guy trying to steal i I think al altuve needs to try to get a good jump i think mccormick if he's out there needs to get a good jump someone out someone asked about dubon is dubon going to be out there um but here's here's what here's what um dusty has said about the about game three yiner diaz um is going to be playing dh um, Michael Brantley is going to be resting. He he has an off day, and which means Jordan Alvarez is playing left field. Now, my only thing is Jordan Alvarez in that left field, it's a lot more cavernous than you have Minute Maid Park. It's a lot right. deeper. And so he's out there. You just hope that works out. But what that means is Brantley hopefully is like coming off the bench. You know, you've got a bat there. But now you've got both your catchers in. So if you want to pinch hit for Martin Maldonado, that then becomes a strategy-based move. So we'll have to see how Dusty manages that situation. But look, if you're having a tough time managing situations where you need medical attention or you need help with medicine, then you need to call Jace Medical. That's right. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form and in some cases jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians and and you can get ongoing care from our physicians on any treatment-related questions. Doctor created, doctor recommended. Don't get caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during anything that's unexpected. We all know about unexpected events and natural disasters along the Gulf Coast. This could be one of the things that helps you get along the way. So make sure that you order your Jace case today. There are customer reviews where people have talked about and raved about this. You see Eric has got his. It's simple. You go online, fill out the form, you get the prescription and the med sent right to your door. So right now you get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using the promo code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And make sure that you listen to the Astros play the Twins on Tuesday in Game 3 of the ALDS at 3.07 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch all the hometown play calls on SiriusXM. Go to SXM on the app and search Astros. 
All right. So, yeah, there's uh, been a lot of comments about uh, game three. Game three is going to be very critical because the Astros are in an unfamiliar situation. They have not been since 2017. They've always won the first two games at home. Or right. they, uh, so it's, it's just they're in a weird situation, but they can still get out of this. They just need two more wins. So they've got to at least win one game in Minnesota if not both games and then come back home. And like you and I were talking earlier today, uh, if even if it, this series goes to five games, who are you likely going to have to face again? Pablo Lopez. So the Astros right. have to face the guy that kind of shut them down. So I think game three was the game I was a little bit more concerned about because Sonny Gray has pitched well against the Astros in his career. And so uh, I, I'm a little bit concerned about that. He, he does have some um, playoff experience as well. Um, but uh, this is what he's done in his career. Sonny Gray is 4-4 four and four with the 3.03 ERA with um, 65 strikeouts and 12 appearances versus Astros in his career. This year, in 13 innings pitch, he has 16 strikeouts. He's allowed four, earn, uh, four earned runs in two games. So 16 strikeouts and 13 innings. Uh, and 13 of them was in one game. So it was yeah. a dominating start. So um, Sonny Gray... Well can be really good. He can also give up some stuff. So we'll have to see how he's how he uh, will do this year. And that's his best start since 2013, his very first start against the Astros when he played for Oakland um, August 15, 2013. He struck out nine batters in over eight innings, giving up no runs and only four hits and one walk. So that by far was his best performance. The most strikeouts between the 13 and the nine was a seven strikeout game, and, that, and those were both in 2013. Look, Sonny Gray is a is a good pitcher. Sonny Gray goes out there and he's going he's going to do his best to give you a quality start. The thing is, when the Astros do get a hit, when they do get a guy on base, if you're going to get six hits, if that first mm -hmm. hit happens, the guy's on base, you got to knock him in. So if I have six hits, I need three or four runs at least. And you know, at at one time, the Twins and the Astros had the same amount of hits, but the Astros didn't have any runs. And and so you you got to score with runners in scoring position. Look, the Twins left guys on base too. The Twins easily in game two could have scored 12 or 13 runs, right. but, you know, they didn't. And Framber did only give up the three or four runs. He didn't give up all the runs in that game, but your offense has got to respond. Kyle Tucker has got to step up big. Alex Bregman has got to step up big. Um, Jose Altuve has been there. Jordan Alvarez, three home runs in his first two games. He's doing his job. Chaz McCormick has got to have better at bats. This is a key game. Yiner Diaz, I don't know that there's pressure on him because he's a rookie, but I think because of what they did in game two, there's a little bit more pressure because they're putting him in the lineup because right. of his bat. And yeah. so you hope that Dusty orders a lineup to give Diaz RBI opportunities. And here's my question. Why are we batting? Why are we flipping Tucker and Alvarez? Why is Tucker not batting in front of Alvarez? Why do you have Alvarez and then Tucker? I, I think it should be flipped the other way around. If Bregman's slumping, do you take him out of the two hole? I'm just saying, I don't know if Dusty's going to mess with the lineup. I believe he had the he he had the exact same order game one and game two, right. even if there were different guys in there. Is he going to deviate from that in game three and attack Sonny Gray differently?
I think uh, he wants Alvarez in there as many bats as you can because he can uh, he can tie the game with a home run. So I think I know there's not that much difference statistically between three and four, but I, I think that's the reason but why that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. And makes uh, sense. who has the most RBIs this season? Uh, Kyle Tucker has the most RBIs in the league, so that would say why he needs to be batting fourth. Uh, so. Uh, in the AL at least. So uh, going back to Sonny Gray, uh, he has in a five games in the playoffs, he's a, has a one and two record with a 2.39 ERA. He has 24 strikeouts and 26 innings pitch. Have the Astros faced him in the playoffs? Yes. Um, during 2017. Yes. That season he was with the uh, New York Yankees. And uh, during that, uh, that postseason. He was he had a 4.32 ERA uh, in two games. Uh, he allowed four earned runs, one home run, six walks, six strikeouts. So that's pretty much uh, the last time before this season that he's been in the playoffs. So it's been a while, but he didn't look like he had any rust in the wild card series. He, he pitched five innings, uh, shutout innings, and only allowed two walks and six strikeouts. So this guy's gonna be uh, pretty tough. But Christian Javier, I know Christian Javier has kind of been struggling a little bit this year. He hasn't been the same, but we saw him kind of turn it on and do you know that the Astros are 11 and three in games that Christian Javier pitches in the postseason and that he only has the um, he has the third highest um, ERA in baseball. I mean, sorry, of the Astros, I think, in the, the postseason ERA. I think it's actually Garrett Cole and. Actually, take the back. Um, yeah, it says Javier has one of the most impressive uh, postseasons. Only Garrett Cole, with a 2.17 ERA, has a lower ERA than Javier's 2.20 above Astros mm. pitchers with 20 innings. So basically, you have Garrett Cole, then Christian Javier, then a whole bunch of other people. So Christian Javier is a guy that's going to get it done in the postseason. And I have his stats here. Uh, if you want to say something real quick before I give you the stats. No, go ahead. Okay. So in the playoffs, he has a four and one record, the 2.20 ERA, 48 strikeouts and 14 appearances. And what has he done against the twins? Two innings in the uh, regular season. And that was back in 2021. He allowed one run, three hits on three walks and two strikeouts in that game. So basically I think that was at that time where he was kind of going back and forth between a starter and a reliever. So basically uh, he just pitched two innings. So if you're looking at who's had success against um, Christian Javier, nobody. Uh, it, they have a zero batting average. The current twins have a zero batting average against him with a 118 OPS. That's pretty darn good. I would say, but granted small sample size, well, if you look at Sonny Gray, the Astros have a career 260 batting average with one home run, 10 RBIs, and a 679 OPS. Look, I mean, the bottom line is you got to have Christian Javier come out and be vintage yeah. Christian Javier. He, he can't be 2023 Christian Javier because all those, all that record tells me is that up until this point, he's been excellent in the playoffs. But up until this point, this pitching staff, this relief pitching staff has been excellent up until this year, and they've been shaky at times, sometimes consistent. Um, the relief core has always been, has been top five. I think maybe towards the end of the year they they dropped to maybe sixth or seventh, if I'm if I'm uh, recalling that correctly. The potential is definitely there. They they are they are definitely there. 
because he's been in these situations before. What you have right. to hope is that Javier doesn't have any kind of a mental meltdown or that he stays focused and doesn't get discouraged. You can't hit batters. I mean, that's one of the things Framber was doing the other day, hitting batters. It's like, come on, like you can't hit hitters. Right. You've got to throw up and in, but you got to control that ball. Um, I, I I think this team has has a really good chance to win this game because really honestly, I don't think I think all the pressure's on the twins because they're they're going back home. They 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 took quote unquote home field advantage back and they're in front of their crowd that's gonna be crazy and rabid and all that stuff. And everybody's expecting, I mean, a lot of people have shifted and said, Oh, well, the the twins are gonna win. I mean, Astros fans have been texting me all day. I'm afraid this team's not going to win and all this stuff. And I'm just like, I'm not afraid. This team has been in these situations before. This team does well on the road with ruckus crowds, with their backs against the wall. They know the task that is at hand. And if there's any team that can weather this storm, it is the Houston Astros. I mean, you know, look look at what the Braves did today. The Braves were all but beat until the end. Of course, they were at home, but they lost their first game and they came back and won towards the end and so it's not over until it's over and i haven't heard anybody singing any tunes about moving on to the next round but if you are excited about football this season because it's back and october baseball is here now october baseball is we are in the midst of it you can make your postseason debut with fanduel america's number one sports book join fanduel today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet Win or lose, doesn't matter. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to create your new account. Then you can get into the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait for the whole game to get the W, predict what will happen in the next at bat with quick bats. So head over to fanduel.com slash locked on right now. Step up to the plate. Because the postseason is here, $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Just make a $5 bet, win or lose, you get that $200. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Make sure that if you're going to go watch the game somewhere and you don't want to hang out at the house, go hang out with your friends and your buds, bring everybody to Hooters. Why? Because Hooters makes you happy. Hooters has all kinds of deals all throughout the week. They have specials. They have lunch specials. They have smoked wings. They have... They have boneless wings. They have bone-in wings. They have amazing desserts, brews on tap, just about anything you can want, gentle bends. I mean, phenomenal selection. Whether you're in Pearland, Katy, Sugarland, Humble, um, NASA, Galveston, it doesn't matter. Pasadena, anywhere in between in Houston, Hooters, find one, go there. The food is great. They'll have the Astros games on all the TVs. And it's not just Astros games. It's football. It's UFC. It's so much more. It's a total game experience. The world-famous Hooters girls, the world-famous Hooters wings, and grab a dessert. They're phenomenal. I love them there. Um, $3 Blue Moons, and then $9.99 Michelob Ultra Pitchers daily. So go check them out today. Why? Because Hooters makes you happy. I guess I have to put myself up here. Uh, so I know that um, that Paige asked earlier, what's the key to beating Sonny Gray? It's be patient. Uh, he does throw a lot of pitches at the edge of the strike zone. Uh, he does issue a lot of walks. So if you kind of wait him out, 
Uh, sometimes you'll get those walk, get runners on base. Uh, those walks in postseason tend to backfire on you. Uh, but the same could be said about Christian Javier. If his stuff is not crisp or if it's um, going out of strike zone too much, then you could see walks on both sides. So I, I think for both sides, it's really limiting the walks. And uh, Christian Javier just needs to show what he's been doing. So I think that uh, with the playoff success that we've seen, uh, we've seen Frommer Valdez kind of stumble in the playoffs before. So what he did last night was not totally out of the blue. But I think what we've seen from Christian Javier from the most part, he's been pretty consistent. Um, and uh, we don't know who the game four starter is right now. We know it's probably going to be JP France or it's going to be Jose Urquidy. Dusty Baker said that he's not going to bring back Justin Verlander on short rest. And I wouldn't do that either. So I think that uh, if if you're asking me, I know Arkady has the, the um, I guess, the experience in the postseason. But still, you have to like what J.P. France has given you this year. But the question is, has it been too long since he's pitched? I know he's done some simulated games and stuff like that. But Well, I think, I think it all depends on what happens in game three. Right. Um, I think in game three, worst case scenario, Astros lose. They were facing elimination. If Justin Verlander feels like he can go and Dusty Baker and Miller and all them feels like he can go, you're absolutely going to put Justin Verlander on the mound because it's a do or die game. You're just trying to survive at that point. That's the only way I think Justin Verlander gets in the game. Now, I don't want that scenario to happen. So I'm not going to even opine, you know, go, go into that situation any further. I think having JP France or Jose Arquiti or both, available is a phenomenal choice even right. a piggyback start bringing in jose Arquiti out of the bullpen look jp france did that when he was with triple a sugarland and so these guys came up in the system doing this piggyback start i think the astros have really good options for game three and four and you just hope that once javier gets out of the game you hope that he has a lead number one and you hope that when the relief pitchers come in that they hold. Um, no offense, but I don't want to see Rafael Montero in the game right now unless we have a large lead. If you have a seven-run lead, use up Rafael Montero. But right now, I don't have a lot of confidence in him, Eric. I need Brian Abreu out there. I need Hector Neris out there. And I know Hector Neris just gave up four runs in that one inning. Right. But I'm putting Hector Neris back out on that mound. He has got the confidence. He is the guy that will fix it the next time around. He rarely, and I don't know if he's ever given up runs in back-to-back games this year. If he has, I I would I've I've forgotten it already. But we do have in Stanek. Look, Jay Roberts mentioned that Stanek did look good. Um, as long as they are holding with the lead, get the lead, take the pressure off Javier. Diaz, get some RBIs. You you've got you still got Maldonado in there. And Maldonado, if there's a runner on second, can it be required that Maldonado bunt? Can it be required that he not swing or hit into a double play? Or there's a guy on first. Can we bunt? Can we not hit into double plays, Maldonado? Stop trying to hit home runs when we are not scoring runs and just move the guy over. I, I just there were a couple things in that game. Um, Correa was was right. was key in that game. And someone said earlier, I think it was Mr. Corona, one of our faithful, said 
you know, this isn't the Correa show. This is the Astros. Let's move on with our team. But the reason why we did start out talking about him a lot was because he was pretty much the reason outside of Pablo Lopez that the Minnesota Twins and people on the radio this morning were calling him the Minnesota Correas. Because if it hadn't been for Carlos Correa in that game, right, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have done what they did. I mean, it would have been a closer game. They probably still would have won if we only put up two, put up a two spot. But I need Jordan Alvarez to hit a home run. I need Jordan Alvarez to hit two home runs again. Um, this he has guy, three in two games, Brett. Uh, I, know, geez. I know. I I'm want two more. I mean, that's heck he's yeah, doing great. <laughs> no, that's I know. I that's why I'm saying I need him to hit two more home runs. What's wrong with that? You don't want to get greedy, dude. I want to get greedy. This is the playoffs. Yeah, I know. I want to beat the brakes off of the twins. I, I I want to win 12 to two. I want to, because see, if we go to a stadium and if this team quiets a crowd, our manager doesn't pick on the crowd like their manager. Our manager doesn't worry about things like that, like their manager does. I just want to beat the brakes off of the twins, silence the crowd. Let's get the universe, the baseball universe back right. Everybody's cheering against us. Nobody likes us outside of Houston, and that's fine. Well, the Astros are 17 and 15 all time at Target Field, including 14 and 9 since 2016. Dusty Baker, you, we already kind of addressed it, but he said Yiner Diaz is in tomorrow versus Sonny Gray because Gray is better against lefties than righties and said uh, Brantley would probably be in the lineup in game four, if necessary, game five. So I did look up the stats um, and I actually closed it, but um, Brantley has a 300 batting average against uh, Sonny Gray in 20 at-bats. So hmm. he has some experience and he does pretty good against uh, lefties as well. But I, I think that what Dusty Baker is trying to do is try to get some offense going. And it's not that Michael Brantley hasn't done. I know he's got a single here or there and got some um, hits so far. But I think what he's trying to do is let's see what the rookie can do in this one game. Uh, it, what's the worst that can happen? Uh, it's just the same as. Uh, if he gets a hit, then maybe that's what Michael Brantley would do. But uh, you had another quote uh, that Dusty Baker had about Sonny Gray. Just oh, kind of summarize it. Yeah, yeah. I'll um, no, I will, I will, I will share the actual quote here. Um, so Dusty Baker was asking, "What challenges does Sonny Gray present?" Um, Eric, why don't you hit the soundbite for us? Can you do that? Uh, yeah, a little bit notice. Yes. Thoughts by Dusty. What challenges does Sonny Gray present? Dusty Baker said this. Sonny knows how to pitch, and Sonny's not scared. I've watched Sonny for a long time. I've watched Sonny when he was a local. I watched Sonny when he was with the with Cincinnati, the Yankees. He's been around for a while. A guy knows how to pitch. Him and Grayman, I didn't know they were such close buddies. They're Southern boys. Southern boys usually don't be too scared. Now, uh, so Dusty Baker, what's your game plan against Sonny Gray? Uh, you hey, still didn't answer the question, dude. He's a Southern boy. He's good. He is good. But um, how this are you going to attack why, his fastball? And <laughs> Hey, we're just going to hit the ball. This team knows how to hit, okay? Look, this, this was a classic Dusty quote. And since we're doing thoughts by Dusty, I thought you guys would appreciate this because I don't think this is going to get much press, but it's hilarious. Asking Dusty about what he wore today. 
Um, Dusty, we don't often see you in street clothes. How often do you wear your ring? He was wearing his 2022 World Series ring. He said, not very often. I wear this one a lot more than I wore the other one with the Dodgers. Because back in 81, my fingers were a lot skinnier then, and the other one doesn't fit, so I wear this one. Like my daughter used to watch She-Ra when you want some power. And then the next question was, so some significance to wearing it on this trip? He goes, well, I was wearing it yesterday, and it didn't work. Sometimes I wear it when I want to feel like a champion. I love that line. I got a few friends around who want to see it. Like I said, I don't wear it that often. It's big. It's beautiful. But I'm recognized enough. When I have this one, it's a topic of conversation. I'd rather not be recognized. If you recognize me, fine. If you don't, I'm not going to show off. Plus, sometimes it snags on my clothes. <laughs> so Dusty, like. Dusty gave more of a breakdown of why he's wearing the ring than, hey, Dusty, how are y'all going to attack? Like, <laughs> the same reason we don't know game four starter. I know a lot of it depends on what happens game three, but oh there is God. some um, some st strategic uh, methods here, like to not have them prepare. So what if you they prepare for JP France and then it ends up being Jose Arquiti? Uh, so that, that there could be some um, method to that madness, but uh, yeah, the Astros um, last year went seven and zero in the AL playoffs to get to the World Series. Maybe they'll go seven one this year. Maybe we'll forget about that loss. Who knows? But it all starts tomorrow at three oh seven against the Twins at Target Field. It's going to be uh, Christian Javier versus Sonny Gray. It's going to be a tough matchup, and we know that you can listen to all the play-by-play -play action on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Astros here, all the play-by-play -play coverage. So um, I think that um, the Astros, they know what to do. They need to go out and execute. They need to uh, – whoever's throwing on for the Twins, they need to go out and just hit better, and the pitchers need to do a little bit better overall. But it was one game, guys. Let's just uh, turn the page and move on. Any closing thoughts, Brett? No, I just think um, I think we did. I think last night we as a fan base realized, hey, they got us on that one. Pablo Lopez had an excellent um, start, and we just look for our guys to go out there and do excellenter. Let's do better. Let's have a gooder start in game three. No, gooder, excellenter. That's, that, that's a new word. That's when the term. No, I did not speak Spanish. No. <laughs> hey, cue the music. All right. All right, this has been Locked on Astros. He's Eric the Man Heisman. I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. We are your only Daily Astros podcast. Hey, you've made us the most downloaded Astros podcast. We're number 17 on the top 100 charts right now because of you. Y'all are the real MVPs. We love you guys and girls. Thank you so much for your support. You're not going to do the Pena dance, what he did the other day. Hey, because Pena, of hey let's do the clarification. He did that because, because a kid... That is dealing with an illness. Ask him to do that dance. He wasn't showboating. So you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Go Strohs. Right. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on X at Eric Cox Strohs. You can find Brett at H. John Wheelhouse on the X. You can find the show at Locked on Astros. We are your daily Locked on Astros podcast out there. Let's and go. We'll see you tomorrow. Go Strohs. Bury me in the H. Your glasses, dude. <laughs>